Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Hungry for More. I'm your host, Al Smith, the Pipe Padre, and today we're going to be talking about Christmas gifts, homeschooling, rosaries, being an entrepreneur. We've, we've got a lot to talk about tonight, and of course, I've got everything ready here on the set. We're getting ready for the Advent season, and I've just recorded my Advent retreat and a number of Christmas inspirations uh, by the Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. So, of course, I'm always looking for great ideas to give gifts at Christmas and to help people um, just improve on their life. And I've got a good friend coming on the show tonight, uh, Chantal Howard from Aroma Rosary. So we're going to have a great discussion about everything from praying the rosary with six children to being entrepreneurial to so much more. So uh, we're going to begin our program as we always do with uh, calling upon uh, the wisdom of St. Teresa of Avila. And I'll have my producer, Ken Kohoski, bring up the prayer on the screen. So please join me. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Nothing is wanting to him who possesses God. God alone suffices. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Love those calming words of St. Teresa of Avila. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. So again, I remind myself every day of those words. I want to bring on to the screen uh, my good friend Chantel Howard. And uh, uh, Chantel may be a familiar face to some of you because you may have seen her on EWTN television or, of course, on many of the online conferences that have been taking place uh, over the last few months. And so, uh, Chantel, I'd like to welcome you to Hungry for More. And if you could take a few moments to introduce yourself to our audience. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Alan. It's a real joy to be with you all, especially uh, in the midst of so much going on, <laughs> for sure, especially here stateside. We've got a lot of tension in the air. And I must admit, I just love that prayer of St. Teresa of Avila. That is absolutely grounding. So thank you for that. Uh, my name is Chantal, as Alan introduced me so well. Thank you with that good uh, French Canadian background that I have. I've got that French. Uh, my maiden name is Dussault, very French, in fact. And uh, I was raised six, uh, the third of six kids and grew up in the mountains of Colorado. And from there, uh, just had a, a very dynamic upbringing in the faith. I was homeschooled myself. And uh, out, out after I graduated from being homeschooled, I married the love of my life, Dr. Peter Howard. And uh, so that's been an adventure in and of itself, 17 years, almost 18 years married, six kids now, hard to believe the youngest of which is uh, just three months. So 17 years, 17 year old to three month old, pretty, uh, or yeah, three month old, pretty intense uh, life of just being in the weeds, as we like to say, you know, just lots of life. In the midst of that, I have had uh, the privilege of being what I like to call a Catholicpreneur, just finding different innovative ways to help advance the mission of the kingdom, supporting my husband, as well as being innovative with, uh, with our one thing, which we'll talk about a lot tonight is the rosary. So I'm the designer of Aroma Rosary, when I like to work with uh, essential oils in particular, helping to coach families through natural remedies, herbal remedies, and so forth. So that's a little bit of my backdrop, and uh, I'm sure we're going to dive into a lot more tonight. 
Very good. Very good. And, you know, the rosary, I think, for so many of our viewers is, um, I, I want to call it uh, mixed emotions, mixed emotions. Okay. Um, I will admit I'm one of 12 children. And so I come from a very small Catholic family. And, um, you know, because there was larger Catholic families than our 12 children. I think there was 14 here and 16 there. So um, we were just the average regular size family, but uh, rosary time was um, let's say different, different, right? And so, uh, of course, I, I thank my mother and father for being so patient and gathering the 12 children together every night. And um, of course, it, it stuck, I mean, it took and it stuck. And of course, uh, in my family with my three children, um, again, who are all adults now, uh, we kept that beautiful, um, and I don't want to say tradition because it's not, it's part of our life. Uh, right. kept that going. And I think for yourself, I think this is one thing that you've shared uh, in many testimonies you've given and at conferences. You talk about that rosary experience um, with your family and how um, your, you know, your little, I want to say cottage industry, but this creation that you came up with with a Roma rosary uh, kind of fit in beautifully. And it was an answer to prayer uh, in many ways. So maybe you can... Uh, share a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Like you being, uh, yeah, six kids, it was still not quite as rambunctious, I'm sure, as your experience. But nonetheless, daily rosary was absolutely the anchor of my childhood. And I remember my mom, when people would ask and say, you know, why, um, why, is your, why are your kids staying in the faith? And why are your kids not, you know, wandering? And she'd say, if there's anything to point it to it's the rosary but like you it wasn't always easy i remember just rushing into the house trying to pray the rosary before we could get back out to the trampoline or uh you know begrudgingly praying or even bickering I'm, i think the funniest part was the bickering over who gets to lead or read the rosary scriptures you'd think okay this is this is anything but angelic right but it did stick and i think it's st it, it stuck because uh, the understanding, the underlying understanding that we were, were not just praying prayers, but we were incorporating the rosary into our life. It became part of our rhythm, part of our lifestyle. And picking up on that as an adult woman, I decided, you know, if I have to pray the rosary, because our Blessed Mother's asked us to, I want to love it. I want to love praying the rosary. I want my children to love praying the rosary. So we just decided we had to be creative. And I think that's within the realm of the domestic church, right? It's our authority to, to take these beautiful traditions and rituals and uh, liturgies, if you will, and expand on them by being creative, not twisting them completely, of course, but, but literally engaging our, our creative instinct and that maternal impulse in particular. So uh, it started with adopting the rosary for my childhood with uh, chanting the rosary. My mother came back to the church through the Byzantine rite. And so I grew up chanting the rosary. And that was one piece of the puzzle that really helped enhance the experience. And just as a little side joke, because you'll appreciate this so much, my husband, Peter, faithful Fulton Sheen devotee, and uh, he would say, we're not we're not Byzantine. We're Roman. We don't chant the rosary. And I could come back and say, well, you know, Sheen had this Byzantine. He was actually by ritual. We could actually kind of pull on that a little bit. And over time, 
he allowed us to begin chanting the rosary. So that was one of the first little impulses uh, to towards just being creative. And, and so you can find that out, join us in experiencing that uh, on Aroma Rosary. We went ahead and recorded it so that other families could have an experience of bringing the rosary to life. That's the point, right? The rosary is tangential. It takes into account our weaknesses and where we're hurting. And we need to have our senses engaged so that, again, we don't just pray the rosary, but we live the rosary and we love it too. Yes. And you know, what's funny. Rosaries, um, I don't want to say they're like cars and that you have to test drive <laughs> them. But, um, you know, I, I go to a lot of Catholic conferences and I sell uh, Bishop Sheen books. So I have my Bishop Sheen booth. I'm usually giving a presentation, but there's always Bishop Sheen books for sale. And of course, there's always one or two um, vendors with rosaries. Okay. And I always remember um, finding the vendors that had the, what I call the rosewood rosaries. Um, mm -hmm. Like you, you would put the rosary up and you go this smells like roses this is awesome i mean my rosary is 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 masculine it's all metal right it's all uh these beads i mean they're basically <laughs> you know nuts and bolts but um uh, but i love um of course um the beads that yeah. smell that have a scent to them and of course they always sell them out like of course the vendors it's like they can't keep the rose um, scented rosaries in stock uh, because people just hold on to them. They, you know, you go, could you put that down? No, no, it smells great. And um, so I think, you know, when I started to see your um, product lineup and what you were trying to do and seeing your children um, hold their rosary and you can just see them, you know, um, inhaling this, um, you know, it, it's a good thing. And I know why you think a lot of us have visions of people just, you know, they say, breathe. <laughs> so um, give give the people at home a little bit of insight, because I think we're kind of unlocking the mystery of, of a scented rosary or using um, aroma, of course, and blending the two together. So um, maybe you can unpackage that a little bit for us. Yeah. So in addition to chanting the rosary, I started thinking, okay, well, we could walk, we could stretch, we could go for a drive, we could look at pictures. And we can feel rosaries, like you said, test test driving rosaries, right? Do they feel right in your fingers? Do they do they have the right spacing? Um, and and in true to my nature, my kind of creative nature, I started thinking, well, there's got to be uh, other senses we haven't incorporated yet. How about aroma? And uh, around the same time, Alan, I shared my story with my the encounter of my brother when we were visiting last time. My little brother passed away. And it was, it was, of course, tragic. And uh, my mother actually asked that we, we incorporate a natural burial tradition with him. And she turned to me as he was dying and said, please prepare this. And uh, with a beautiful guide and so forth, we laid him in state and anointed his body with essential oils uh, in honor of the five wounds of Christ and myrrh and frankincense and other oils that were antiseptic and and supportive for the, the, the burial process and the Psalms were chanted in the background. And I remember thinking, where has this been? And the, the impact through aroma that was left with me, it, it sent me on a quest to unpack and discover more about the tradition of the church when it comes to uh, aromatic use of incense, oils, ointments, anointing oils, things of that nature. Uh, it then eventually led me into more of the medicinal space. And I started coaching families with uh, how to properly and healthfully, safely use essential oils uh, and herbs and other supplements for health benefits. And the two merged beautifully 
thanks to Immaculate Illigabiza, her uh, story, for those of you that don't know, is she's the Rwandan genocide survivor. And she prayed the rosary and it helped keep her sanity in the midst of being confined for over 100 days. Long story short, she was speaking at a conference and, and through that I was at with um, a conference about essential oils, no less. She threw her rosary beads into the crowd. And I thought, Blessed Mother, that's what you want, right? You, you want me to bring essential oils and the rosary together. So that's where it was birthed. And since then, we've been handcrafting essential oil rosaries that hold and diffuse essential oils uh, that have deep biblical significance, as well as that tactile, aromatic encounter that people just love. Wow. Yeah. And I think when you touch base on, you know, the biblical side of this, the, the church history, uh, we remember, I think, I mean, I recall right away the scriptures of, um, you know, when... Um, Mary prepared and broke, um, you know, the, the fragrant nard that just filled the room with the smells and how the women prepared our Lord's body for burial. And uh, then all of a sudden the light went on when you were saying that, I go, yeah, that, that's the right thing to do. <laughs> like this, this has um, a right place. And I think sometimes, you know, my good wife and I, we've um, very much uh, big on, you know, homeopathy and uh, naturopaths, and we, we're holistic, we're quite um, healthy, I like to say. Um, and I think sometimes um, people look at a lot of this stuff as new age, or, oh, you know, the hippies use that stuff, or the new ages use that stuff. And I think one thing that was very refreshing was, no, 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 this is very Catholic, okay? Like, um, so maybe you could address that a little bit, too, yeah. because I think you got to put people... Um, calm them, you know, yes. calm them and, uh, and set them straight, I think, in, yeah. in a beautiful way. So I'll let you address that. Sure. Well, like Fulton Sheen is uh, often quoted saying, when the world or when the church drops something, the world picks it up. And this is no different, right? The church subtly lost its tradition, its attachment to this type of, of prayer, especially in the, in the Latin rite. The, the Eastern rites of the church have preserved it somewhat more. Uh, and when that happens, right, all of a sudden the world comes and starts picking up these pieces and twisting them. And that's, that's what we see in just about every area of, especially in a cult, there's some, something true that has been perverted, that's been twisted. And, uh, so yes, going back to the biblical roots, understanding that God asked for the anointing oils, that he asked for, for worship to be conducted so that our prayers would rise before him like incense. Uh, that we have hundreds and hundreds of references to these beautiful aromatic plants throughout scripture. And the call, of course, is not only that we use them uh, just for their aroma, but that we understand what they represent. And what they really represent is the fact that Christ is the tree of life and we are the fruit. We are the floral aroma of Christ that is supposed to be a beautiful gift to the Father. So our actions, our charity, our prayers, our devotion, all of these in essence are the aromatic beauty that is ascending constantly before the father. So we can, we can rightly reclaim this space and we ought to. Uh, essential oils are just pure aromatic compounds that have been steam distilled for an aromatic and medicinal benefit. Simply put, the interesting thing is the church still does hold this to be true in our chrism oil if it doesn't have the essential oils present it makes the sacrament invalid. So there's something very, very Catholic here. 
Uh, and I'll, I'll never forget just from a more mystical perspective, Christopher West, I was sharing this with him one day and he says, you know, he says, a lot of times we associate the smell of roses with the saints or with our blessed mother. And he said, it's not so much that Mary smells like roses. It's that roses smell like Mary. Mm. <sighs> what a beautiful just you know perspective shift right we encounter in nature things that reflect the divine not so much the other way around and um and i think that it's important for us to reestablish this and and to legitimately respect the fact that there are people who are anxious who are overwhelmed who need practices and ritual uh in a human level to help them mitigate their their anxieties. And that's a lot of what happens right now in this younger generation that is reaching out for yoga or for, for different kinds of spiritual practices is they're hurting and they want, they want something to calm them and to soothe them. And in that respect, the Roma rosary is a perfect response because the rosary is a practice, but it's not just a practice, right? You can, you can use the rosary to calm, to breathe, to, to meditate. All of those things are very true. But layered on top of that, especially with an open and docile heart to the Holy Spirit, there's an encounter of the, the not only of uh, the, the perfect feminine in our Blessed Mother, but there's an encounter with God himself. And that's what we like to try and just crack open for people through Roma Rosary. Yeah. And I think of, again, I just watched my good wife and she loves lavender. And, um, and of course, one of our daughters, um, uh, is always using essential oils with her children and um, a big advocate of using holistic uh, remedies. And um, But I think it has its application. And that's what you're seeing, I think, in your ministry is that um, these things work. And you've seen it with children and adults that uh, incorporate, um, you know, essential oils and the rosary together, the two. And um, it, to the point where I, I believe I was reading on your website, you have... Um, different aromas for the different mysteries of the rosary that uh, each um, aroma has again I guess a different property to it but uh, again they tie in beautifully so there's variety and I think you know for even our diet we don't want to eat the same meal every day you know you have to have a, a blend of things but uh, again I love how you've incorporated the different um, I like to always think Catholicism is smells and bells, but right. <laughs> uh, you know, there's that sense, but uh, again, the medical side of this, and, and this is what I've always found is that there is uh, what I call a medical uh, science behind this. And uh, I'm sure you could uh, give us lots of factual information about the benefits of essential oils. So please uh, do yes. so. Yeah. This has been a very fascinating journey because like you uh, raising children, being a mom, you end up, well, you're not like not being a mom. I didn't mean to make that sound like, you know what it's like being a mom, but nonetheless, being a parent, caring for your children, you get to a point where you begin to ask questions about how can I best care for their bodies? And I, I reached the pinnacle of that when I had, my daughter had seven rounds of antibiotics for strep throat one, you know, season. And, uh, and my husband was dealing with all kinds of chronic challenges due to childhood asthma allergies. I had one daughter that was, had pneumonia multiple times. And you kind of just, you know, get to this point where you're like, there's got to be something I'm missing. Foundationally, our bodies are designed to function very, very well, 
They have re- robust immune systems and remarkable resilience. And so how do we, by incorporating God's beautiful properties, fortify them so that they can function well? And that was just the quest I went on. And um, uh, like many ended up in, you know, feeling like, whoa, I can't, I can't touch a lot of the new age stuff, right? I'm not going to go into energy healing. I'm not going to go into spaces and places that are uh, directly in opposition to my faith. And I settled back in the space of herbology and essential oils because of their, their profound chemical properties that partner with our bodies. And it's that simple. When you look at an essential oil, it has dense molecular structure that allows it to penetrate the, the various membranes of our body to enter into a cellular conversation. Now, um, the studies around this are emerging incredibly, like just exploding right now in terms of the exponential uh, research that's being done. Is it a be all end all? No, but can we impact lots of body systems? Can we impact the immune system? Yes. Can we, can we directly uh, impact the limbic system through aroma and impact hormone function? Absolutely. Are they detoxifying? Yes. Can they serve uh, an analgesic or anti-inflammatory purpose? Absolutely. So we have many body systems that can be impacted through simple application, either aromatically, uh, topically with a carrier oil. And in certain cases, I advocate, especially with the, the pharmacological essential oils that I've chosen to work with, you can use them internally. That's something you should do with a guided support and, and not just willy nilly, of course, but this is a, a very, very uh, effective, efficacious form of natural medicine. And it is something that I think today people are reaching for. They want health freedom. They want to be able to be responsible within their homes for directing the way in which their healthcare moves. And foundationally, nutrition, movement, rest, stress management, most of our health can be self-directed at home. Uh, unlike, uh, you know, maybe the habits that we've fallen into in the last generation, which, you know, we've neglected those key areas. And as a result, health care has become primarily a conversation of what medications people are on. So I like to help restore confidence, especially for parents caring for their children and, and for all of us. We need to be fully alive in order to combat the enemy on other fronts. Yeah, I think a, a lot of us are lost. And I, I say lost in that um, there's, there's really, we're usually faced with a crisis and it comes uh, unannounced. Uh, a child is sick or a child has a condition. And again, where do we find the information? Well, I've always found going back to history and what did our grandparents and great grandparents do uh, before we had all these hospitals and all these clinics a lot of it was natural herbs and home remedies and um, all of that stuff works. And I think this is when I, I listen to you and I know that you've done a lot of coaching because I think this is what we're looking for is to say, who can I trust? Who can give me some sound information? And I know that you've uh, spent a great deal of time uh, coaching people and mm-hmm. providing uh, information. So um, I, I know that you've set up a website and I think it's just simply ChantelHoward.com. And uh, tell me a little bit about that because I think, um, you know, I'm used to just giving lectures on Fulton Sheen's books and his history and his life and all the legacy he left. Uh, but uh, you have a different expertise. And um, I know that a lot of people probably wondering where can they contact you? Do you have any 
downloadable books or mm -hmm. um, things? Because I think a lot of times we're just scratching the surface here. So uh, how can they find out more? Yeah, thank you, Alan. So Chantal Dash, you have to put the dash in there, chantaldashhoward.com is where you're going to be able to unpack a lot more about this conversation. You can right away get a uh, ebook there where you can unpack a lot more about essential oils from specifically this Catholic perspective, a lot about the biblical history and a lot of different application approaches. You can also set up a coaching call with me. I enjoy working one-on-one -on -one with clients and unpacking their particular health challenges and then outlining a good 90-day protocol that you can implement and also just preparing. You know, a lot of families reach out just saying, hey, I need to be prepared. I need my medicine cabinet re- organized with natural remedies versus all of this, this stuff that I know is not very helpful. And it's oftentimes more harmful than, than it does good. So that's a great place to head. I also want to invite anybody who is particularly looking for a guided program right now. We are launching Heal Before the Holidays, and I've extended the deadline for this. This is going to be more of a, a, a month of guided support on nutrition metabolic support, key factors that really play into how to make your body function optimally with immunity. I, a lot of us, we end up coming through the holidays feeling overstressed. We've overeaten. Our spirituals have actually gone downhill instead of uphill. We get, you know, maybe we make it through most of Advent, right? And then all of a sudden the last rush of Christmas comes and we go, was that supposed to be a holy holiday? <laughs> because I didn't feel it that way. I didn't experience it that way. So I want to just welcome whoever would like to join us into that. You can also find that at my website. The registration is $45. We're not talking a huge investment. If you want to get the accompanying products to support and augment the program, that is, of course, helpful as well. And we're going to go through a deep dive. How do we pray? How do we eat? How do we exercise gently? You know, I'm three months postpartum. This isn't some sort of hero's test but foundational support. And I'm excited to have people along the journey with me. And throughout the year, I offer different kinds of programs like that. Uh, but in particular, that's the one that's live and ready to launch now. Very good. Very good. Uh, again, getting healthy for the holidays. I love that. I love that. Uh, we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back and talk more about the rosary and uh, other just helpful, healthy tips. And so uh, again, Stay tuned, be back after a few short messages here on Hungry for More. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hungry for More. I have in the house today uh, Chantel Howard from Aroma Rosary. And uh, before the break, we were talking about getting healthy for the holidays, but um, I want to get uh, spiritually healthy and uh, pray better rosaries. I really, um, I, I think that, I think in my prayer life, and I look at my prayer life seriously, uh, the rosary is something that is... Um, I got peaks and valleys and uh, you know even sometimes my good wife will say hey 
you don't seem to be paying attention today. You don't, your mind is somewhere else. Can you get back with me here? And um, so I think we're all looking for improving our prayer time. And so, um, you know, I think this is what I want to spend a little bit of time with uh, in the second half of this broadcast is to talk about the actual rosary itself, um, the whole uh, smells and bells, this thing, because I've watched the videos of your children and people, of course, just putting a few drops and, you know, holding their rosary, taking in the aroma. Um, and I'm going, uh, that looks good. <laughs> that looks good. So, <laughs> but it's like anything. Sometimes I'm just a little, I'm not so sure yet. Here's the win me over. Win me over. Sure. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about the product itself and the experience and um, I guess the how to's. So. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, uh, again, in our, our good friend Fulton Sheen, he says the rosary is the best therapy for those that are distraught, unhappy, fearful, frustrated souls precisely because it involves the stimulus use of three powers, the physical, the vocal, and the spiritual, and in that order. And this was a great cue for me that I was headed in the right direction because uh, like you, we, we all struggle with how to keep the rosary alive. And thankfully, my husband being the staunch Mariologist that he is, he does. He makes sure, and, and to his credit, that we keep the rosary as our one thing. There is very rare occasions where we don't go through a day and have the whole rosary prayed or part of a rosary prayed. And, um, and so, yeah, we have to get creative. Otherwise, those rosaries can really become monotonous. And, um, you know, we don't want to be like the Pharisees just rattling off words. So the Heart of Aroma Rosary is about uh, not only giving us an aromatic tie, a cue about the rosaries to extend that experience, but really looking at the rosary as a lifestyle. And what I mean by that is think about this for a second, Alan. When we wake up in the morning, our feet hit the floor. It's our fiat moment. It's our let us be, you know, the handmaid of the Lord moment. And, uh, and in true fashion with Aroma Rosary, we have an oil that you could apply that helps awaken your body, right, physiologically, but also reminds you through the smell of frankincense and spruce about the joyful mysteries. And, on an, and you could move throughout your day. What's the next thing we do? We move into our public ministry, right? The luminous mysteries come to life. All of a sudden, we're in service. We're proclaiming the kingdom to our kids or at work. We are, uh, you know, we get to go to mass, God willing, and encounter the Holy Eucharist and adore him. That's our luminous mystery moment. And in true fashion, we can apply an essential oil at that point in the day that is uh, citrus-based, that has uh, some connections biblically back to the feast of a wedding feast, uh, the, the, the feast of tabernacles, the transfiguration. Uh, and then we move to three o'clock hour. Dun, 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 right? And we're there at the foot of the cross and we're remembering not only our sins, uh, but we're remembering that uh, the need to forgive others and to encounter God's mercy. Ironically, our bodies at that time are also under the most combat during the day. It's when we're most fatigued. Our immune system is the most depleted. Our nutrition stores are either shot or spiked with caffeine and sugar. And we need an essential oil at that point to help us focus in on, on supporting our immune system. And also, ironically, that happens to be the mystery of the, or, or sorry, the blend of oils that is appropriate for focusing on the sorrowful mysteries. Myrrh, cypress, herbaceous herbal uh, aromas that are, are very bitter, but very healthful for that purpose. And then comes the evening 
And if we don't let our anxieties go and surrender them into our blessed mother's arms, we go to bed rot with anxiety. So the glorious mysteries, it's the triumph. It's looking at examining our life, not just for our weaknesses, but for the victories. And, and that's when we incorporate an essential oil that is floral and has these beautiful notes that help us rest and kick in our serotonin and support our, our uh, detoxification as we sleep. So I like that. I like that the rosary every day can be this full cyclical journey and we can live the rosary every day. Wow. Yeah. And it, I, I, I'm listening to you and I'm saying, you know, I'm thinking these are life's little pleasures. I think of, you know, how many of us enjoy that coffee in the morning and, it's just, it's that little pleasure. And um, I think of what you're explaining to have, you know, a little bit of, um, you know, the oil, the scent uh, at that part of the day or that season of your life or that, um, you know, mystery of the rosary, you go little pleasures, little yeah. pleasures, because that's what I'm seeing when I watch the video of, um, you know, your children in action and putting a little drop of the essential oil on the rosary. And then you knew that they were smelling something very beautiful. They were enjoying that rosary. And I'm thinking, yeah, I think I, I, you know, I want to try this. I want to yes. try this because um, again, my daughter is a big fan. And so sometimes, you know, you let your children lead you. And uh, that's the, the great mystery is that children have an effect on their parents and Absolutely. to see their joy and enthusiasm and the positive result is great. So um, all of this and, you know, my daughter, of course, uh, you know, of course she's, <laughs> she said, dad, I, I want the, um, the bracelet rosary. I want that so that I can <laughs> go like this through the day. She's a busy mom with uh, two young children. And um, she's, she's saying, I want the, the bracelet rosary. Okay, dad, for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, and so I'm thinking of all this. And again, it seems like it's, it's, you can take it with you. And these Absolutely. again, not something that's just at home. You can have them in the car. You can have them in your you know care packages and of course you can give them as gifts too which i think is um uh you know something i think many we want to encourage people to think um you know give things that are catholic i mean yeah your kids want you to buy them cars they want you to buy them stuff like that but get them crucifixes and bishop sheen books and rosaries and all and essential oils like get them the good stuff good stuff so yeah the uh, gifts that keep on giving <laughs> that's true that's true uh, tell me again about your children and i know that you are a homeschooling mom and you have six children and um that experience so um I'm sure that this has just brought your family together and um you know your children of course um I'm not saying they're mellow because they're full of essential oils, but I'm sure the children are children, but still I'm sure it is a blessing that you want to share with, with everyone. I mean, your children of course are like so many other children, but still talk a little bit about this whole homeschooling and the children. And I think uh, because there's others out there saying, yeah, I want to know that I'm doing, I, I'm not alone. I'm not yeah. alone. There's others doing this. Well, 10 years ago, I authored a book called the school of the family. And that's available. You can grab the download too um, on our, our website, or you can go to schoolofthefamily.com and actually get a really cool flipbook version of it that you can take with you. 
the gist of that was sharing the testimony of my own experience, but also raising these kids. And it is hard. It isn't easy. The kids aren't always perfect. We have, you know, the weeds and the wheat grow together and the Lord wants it that way. Um, But the one thing that we found is between praying the rosary and trying to build culture in our home, a culture of mercy, where we're willing to be uh, forgiving of our, of our, many issues. Each of us has stuff, right? We all have our, our personalities, our, uh, our highs and our lows. And the more kids you have, the more unlikely it is that you're all going to be on the same place, same, uh, space at the same time, right? It's just inevitable. Somebody's going to have, uh, their moment. So yes, the work of essential oils has helped. It's helped, uh, with just yeah, mental focus and, and homeschooling and, and definitely some serious uh, breakthroughs in medicinal support. But the one thing that's actually been fascinating, probably more than all that, has been the enterprise. My daughter shoots the photos for the website. My kids help make the rosaries. Uh, we help package together. We help, it's, it's, a, it's a whole family initiative ultimately. And uh, that's been such a gift in teaching them not only about business and, and how to be innovative together, uh, but it unites us around a mission. And that's been so exciting. So I really encourage that for families, whatever it is, finding your charism, so to speak. And, and being creative around that, if it means just having a priest over for dinner to help fortify the culture in your home, or maybe your gift as a family uh, is, is something, something more unique. Maybe it is, is heck, you know, I, you're, you're, you're a plumber. I'm not exactly sure how that filters down, but nonetheless, right. There's, there's ways in which we can incorporate our families into the work, into the mission that we have. And I think that's really important. Uh, and, and yes, the essential oil component has been really special. My oldest daughter is 17 and, uh, she, she just recently sent me a message and she said, mom, I'm studying and I'm working and I've got my oils diffusing and I'm, I'm getting caught up on all my chemistry and all of my math. And, and I know the oils, you know, that helps. And, uh, it just makes my heart shine that my kids have an intuition built in now to turn to something natural as a support versus feeling like they are one, either out of control or abnormal, or two, they have to have some sort of other kind of stimulant in their life. Um, Or even three, sadly, like a lot of young girls in particular, they feel that they need to reach for, you know, a a pharmacological uh, answer that may be much more detrimental. So I like that my kids think natural first, and that's a big gift. Right. Because they, they see your joy and they see results. And again, it is biblical. It is safe. It's like, um, you know, you've taken all the worry out of it. And it's a lived experience. It's a lived experience, which is so important. Uh, Chantel, I know that uh, people, again, will, um, you know, sometimes they're a little bit shy and they want to reach out to you at their time, their their schedule, their convenience. Um, again, I know that you're available to answer questions and to provide uh, information. So again, you had mentioned your website, Chantel Howard, it's got a a hyphen yeah, in it. Dash, so just a dash. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, uh, but I think if they just Google Chantel Howard, it'll come up uh, to your website. And um, I know you provide coaching and of course you lecture and uh, of course you very busy speaker. And um, I know that uh, within the United States, there isn't as many travels restrictions as where I am up in Canada. It's kind of sometimes hard to travel when the border is still closed, but um, I know you're always available to speak. Uh, But I want to just spend a little bit of time on the saints uh, because I know we've been talking 
homeschool, essential oils, rosaries. Uh, I know you love the saints and especially love St. Therese's parents. And um, uh, you speak uh, fondly of Zelie and um, uh, this is the mother of St. Therese and because she was very entrepreneurial. But uh, let's talk a little bit about the saints and what they mean in your life because I want everyone, especially in this month of November, I know it is the month of the holy souls, uh, but the saints, we just celebrated that great feast of all saints. So, uh, and again, I'd love to bring them as part of my team. And so uh, talk a little bit about the saints in your life and your family's life, uh, please and thank you. Yes, absolutely. Well, I have been a, um, I, I love I love the gift of our, our heavenly brothers and sisters. In particular, I have a very profound and deep devotion to uh, St. John Paul II. Uh, he's our matchmaker. My husband and I actually encountered each other when we met in the midst of 350,000 people in St. Louis and happened to bump into each other there. And it was, of course, years later that we ended up getting married. But it had that moment not happened, it would have been a very different uh, vocational journey. And uh, during that time of discernment, about whether or not we would marry or my husband went to seminary for a time and entered religious life for a time. I also went and spent time in France. And when I was in France, that's when I really uniquely encountered uh, Zelie and Louis. And uh, of course, through Therese, it was her feast day. And I was given a book by my angel sister in religious community there at the time about Louis and Zelie Martin. And it dawned on me through their witness that marriage can be holy. <laughs> and I know that sounds funny, but it was just one of those things when I'm discerning a religious life and I thought for sure, you know, religious life is the only path that, that ultimately is going to bring about my holiness. I got to make this work. And uh, this little whisper in my heart was like, no, no, you actually can be very holy and choose a path within marriage. And they, they exemplify that perfectly. I got a long way to go, but Nonetheless, Louis and Zelie were, were a beautiful icon, in my opinion, of, of holy marriage, of modern life, of very practical wisdom um, uh, in the way that they conducted their, their culture and their home, the education of their children, of course, even down to the entrepreneurial efforts of Zelie creating lace and, and becoming this well-known uh, manufacturer of, of lace around, around France, so much so that uh, they were able to to step aside from other forms of, of income and, and live off of that. So she's been a dear friend. And that's what I, I really consider many of the saints. They walk with me. Um, I, I seek their intercession, their counsel. I like to read their wisdom, hold on to the nuggets of their, uh, the, the truth that they give to us. And uh, I think that one thing that's really pretty universal from all of these saints is the love of the rosary. And, and it comes back to that for us, especially. Yes. And I was going to say the same thing as they all love the rosary. And so mm -hmm. uh, I invite everyone to visit your website, Aroma Rosary. Again, that's so easy to remember, Aroma Rosary. And of course, uh, you have a great lineup there. And uh, I think people after this short interview kind of get it, the combination of essential oils and the rosary. And uh, of course, it's a beautiful partnership. It's made in heaven. It's absolutely great. So I appreciate that. And so uh, Chantel, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, we'd love to give you the last word here before we end in prayer, if there's something you'd like to share uh, with our audience. Well, I do just encourage you to come and, and walk with us. We love welcoming people, of course, through the portal of a purchase of an Aroma Rosary. They are, uh, they're your feast day rosary. 
They are handcrafted. Uh, they're beautiful. They feel right in your hands. They're not the cheap plastic ones that are going to get tangled up and hopefully devoured by the dog and thrown in the, you know, the cup holder in the car. Nonetheless, they're sturdy. You can wear them as a bracelet. You can uh, gift them. And I think that it's a beautiful way to reintroduce, especially this younger generation, to the rosary because the church has something to say that touches and appeals to them in their need for, uh, you know, for, for tangible, beautiful spirituality. And I think that that's the, that's the theology of the care of the body concept here. So keeping that in mind, I also invite people to walk with us through heal for the holidays, because that's going to be an opportunity to encounter the marriage of the two, right? The marriage of prayer and caring for your body not in a cult of the body kind of way, but in an authentic way. So if, you, if, you're, if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're dealing with anxiety, uh, joint pain, gut issues, uh, maybe you just have more weight than you want and you don't know how to, how to overcome that from a, um, a healthful perspective with nutrition. I just invite you to come and walk with us to be a part of this and, and know that my heart is in this outreach to Catholic moms in particular, right? That's really where this is, is focused. So if that's you, I invite you to come and join us. And Alan, I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, just to share and talk about it, because I do think that in this era, when the rosary, it's, you know, it's our Lepanto moment. And what I mean by that is never before have we encountered in our time uh, a greater onslaught against our freedom against, uh, you know, the, the enemy is just showing his face. And so we need to be bold and fighting back. And, and our weapon is the rosary. So we can fight back together. Yes. Yes. And uh, I love what Padre Pio would uh, say, you know, give me my weapon. Give Amen. me my weapon. He holds his rosary. Well, again, the rosary and prayer are two essentials uh, in our lives. And so we're going to end with prayer and we'll have our producer, Kent Kohalski, bring up on the screen a beautiful picture of the Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, and we'll pray for his intentions, not his intentions, our intentions, <laughs> uh, through his intercession. So uh, please join me. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Eternal Father, you alone grant us every blessing in heaven and on earth through the redemptive mission of your divine Son, Jesus Christ, and by the working of the Holy Spirit. If it be according to your will, glorify your servant, Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, by granting the favor we now request through his prayerful intercession. And here we pray for the Howard family and their many apostolic outreaches. And uh, we ask your blessing upon all those viewing this evening. And we make this prayer confidently through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Chantel, for joining us uh, to this evening. And again, uh, creating a Roma Rosary. And to everyone, until next week, may the Lord continue to bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord look upon you kindly and bring you peace. Remember to stay hungry, stay holy, and we'll see you next week on Hungry for More.